Yeah. Hi, this is Ian Harvey, Tokyo US brand manager. I'm here with David Norris. David has 10 top 30 World Cup, World Championship and Olympic individual finishes. He's also the 2016 American Birkebeiner champion. He has been one of our top two distance men for the past four years anyway. David got COVID-19 in November. This interview is to see how David is recovering, what protocol he followed, to hear any recommendations he might have, to check in with him before the Lati Finland World Cups, which will be held this weekend. David arrived in Lati Finland yesterday, right? Yesterday? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, some top World Cup skiers have gotten COVID-19 and it has really affected their ability to train and race. Examples of this include the world-leading athletes Sergei Ostyugov and Charlotte Kala, both of whom have been absent from the World Cup the, all this winter. However, both Sergei and Charlotte recently won top domestic events, and I expect they will be they will compete at the World Championships in Oberstdorf, Germany. So, thanks a lot. I'm excited to see you, and uh, and I hope that uh, this weekend goes well for you, David. How was the travel? Was that okay? Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I had four seats to myself and could lay across the rows and actually got like seven hours of sleep. And I saw you wearing a mask and glasses and a ball cap and <clears throat> looked like you were pretty secure in the flight. Yeah, we're, yeah, figured might as well go big on that. And like, at least right now there's, there's no shame, no embarrassment. <laughs> Not one bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I guess one, one thing I want to focus on is, is your experience with COVID-19. Can you please tell us about getting it, how you think you might've gotten it and maybe what were your symptoms? Sure. Um, well, yeah, as like November 9th is when I got it. And, um, I mean, the, the original symptoms were like, like a slight, tickle in my throat, like just to the point where, um, I had intervals that morning and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do intervals tomorrow, just playing it safe. And then the next day I woke up and was like, yeah, I'll probably just do easy distance and push intervals back another day. And then on the third day I woke up and couldn't smell anything. And so that was kind of my, like, you know, went from just thinking that I'd been in Fairbanks and the four days prior, it had been like 15 below. We were just doing like, you know, like <clears throat> super bundled up, but like two hour skis in that cold weather. So I was like, oh, I probably just have a scratch in my throat from the cold air. But then once I lost smell, I knew pretty quickly that it's probably COVID. So I told my parents and like said they should start wearing a mask in the house and we kind of try to keep our distance. And I went and got my COVID test. Um, and then after that, the next few days, like I had some pretty bad headaches and, uh, like jogging on the treadmill, like my normal speed on my mom's treadmill, I was reducing that by like about half and it was like pretty tiring. And then finally, like, I kind of started talking coaches and doctors and they're like, dude, don't even try to exercise. Just take it easy for at least 10 days. And then that led to like taking two weeks totally off. Okay. So how long <clears throat> did your symptoms last? Um, <clears throat> my symptoms were like 10 days about. 
Um, and my, my taste went away as well. And that was for about a week and my smell took longer, maybe like two weeks total. And I'm still not, my, my smelling sensitivity is still reduced. Um, but the cold symptoms were only about, about a week, week or 10 days. So <clears throat> you went for a few weeks with no training at all and then minimal training with uh, that was very slow. What do you do with all that time and energy? Were you going stir crazy or were you tired enough that you didn't feel that way? Um, <clears throat> at first I was like, I was like, all right, well, I'll just like get a bunch of work done. And, um, but then it was kind of funny without training and maybe just a little bit of that, like COVID fog and being tired. I was on my computer from like 8 AM to 6 PM. And I was doing probably less work, like accomplishing less work than I would normally do from like noon to three. <laughs> so I was, it was like I had more time, but I was just, my productivity was pretty bad. Um, but no, it was okay. Like, <clears throat> and, and so my mom and dad, uh, eventually they tested positive as well. So then at that point we stopped like worrying about quarantining from each other. And so then like my mom and I, uh, we, we made a bunch of jam with blueberries. I picked, uh, earlier in the summer and like, we're baking treats and stuff. Cause it was like, uh, like in November. So we were starting to get into like making like holiday cookies and stuff like that. So it, it was kind of like, it was bad luck, but also kind of fun to spend time with my parents and my dad took time off work to quarantine. So like I ended up spending way more time with them than I otherwise would have. So that's one bright side. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <clears throat> David, I know you saw a doctor with experience in treating COVID-19 and you, you got a lot of advice from people and you received some very specific direction in dealing with COVID-19, especially in avoiding long hauler syndrome, which has been quite popular among athletes. What advice did you give, did he give you or did you receive that you uh, would like to pass on? Sure. Um, well, the advice definitely it was, it was really nice that Eric Flora's advice, my coach, um, was totally in line with all the, the doctors, you know, so I didn't have like conflicting advice and essentially like the, the advice was I could do more harm than good by rushing back to hard training. And, um, and there's kind of like an algorithm that one of the, um, I don't know if it's called JAMA or uh, medicine per, put out and it was in their medical journal. And it was basically saying like, <clears throat> if you, if you had mild, moderate or severe symptoms, this is like how much time off you should take, what tests you should do. And, um, and so for me, I thought I had mild, but like Eric and the doctors put me in the moderate symptom category and, because of that, it was 10 days completely off after last symptom. And then, uh, and then it started with like a week of like 45 minutes per day, basically like walking. And then the next week was an hour of exercise per day at, at a really easy pace. And then it, um, then I increased it to like an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon. 
and it was just like a slow progression and uh pretty much uh trying to clear like each each stage like so like build back up to like normal volumes and once i was at normal volumes i like was cleared to do volume training then and then i would do like a little bit of threshold training like again it would be like 30% of my normal volume uh, of threshold in an interval set. So I did like, I think I did two by 10 was my first interval set. And it was like really moderate. And I did only one that week. And then the next week I did two threshold sessions and kept building. And uh, before doing any intensity, I also, the, doc, the doctor I worked with, he, he had me do an EKG and echo and some blood labs just to like, double check and um my first echo came with like it showed that pleural effusion and that led to a chest x-ray but then later on that chest x-ray was fine so they cleared me to do like more volume easy distance have you raced since having had uh, received <clears throat> COVID? yeah last week i did uh i did a time trial on saturday and a race on sunday and, um, and that was following, um, having two weeks of doing like L4 training mixed in, but those were my first two hard, hard, hard efforts. And, um, yeah, it was kind of, it was super relieving to actually have those races and time trials out of the way. Cause like the, the L4 was going fine. And then I was still like questioning if I did a hard weekend, if like, if I'd start to feel really junky, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And, um, I had totally just like, it was like, you know, as if I'd done races early November kind of thing, I felt fine. So, um, so you took a few weeks off and then, you know, walking around stuff and super low volume and no intensity and so on. How long was that phase of super compromised training about eight weeks? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, and, <clears throat> well, then I was going to ask, and then you had about two weeks of that where you started doing L4 intervals and then a race. Is that right? Yeah. So here's my question. Yeah. I'd had... Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it was like two weeks of L3 building into L4 and then, and then an L4 week and then those races. One L4 yeah. week. So yeah. So here's a question. Do you feel like at this point you're recovering from COVID or do you feel like you're recovering from having had such compromised training? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So um, I've, I've actually talked to Eric Flora. I mean, I think I'm, I think if anything, I'm some of my like less than ideal feelings that I've had from like doing like the L4 and the races, like th those hard efforts aren't coming easy. Like it's, it's challenging to dig deep is kind of what I was feeling. And, um, and the recovery though, was like seemed pretty normal, but, uh, what, what actually was really surprising when I look back at my training log, once I cleared, um, kind of like the first couple weeks of volume, and I was allowed to do easy distance. I actually ended up doing like December. I trained 90 hours and um, it was basically because I wasn't allowed to do intervals. I just did a ton of volume 
And um, like, like I still had all the fitness from summer and fall. And so like, I think not having intensity in, in the training plan or like very low intensity, it was like, I was basically doing, I basically did like 30 days straight of like four hours a day of volume, you know? Yeah. And it was coming super, super easy. And I wasn't doing um, like three hour skis and stuff. Cause I was, I was kind of trying to avoid like the, the single sessions that would kind of maybe dig deep or like put me in a hole. Yeah. And so like just to do 90 minutes to two hours twice a day, every day, like I, I could do that. No problem. And um, so then when I started doing the intensity, I, was, I realized looking back at my training log, I actually need to reduce my volume so that I can start absorbing like the intensity that I'm adding into my training now. Um, and I guess that's like one of the benefits to having a good training log is that you can kind of catch those things. Cause I didn't really think I was training a lot of volume and Jessica wasn't, uh, on her Christmas break with me. And she like, you know, we just enjoy exercising a lot together. So like, it wasn't really, a question it was just like well like it's afternoon like let's go for another ski yeah. <laughs> and that turned into just like doing tons of volume so so i i think i'm i think i'm recovering from like compromised training and then that like overload of volume and hopefully covid's a non-factor at this point but i don't know this weekend will be a good test to see where i'm at for sure but yeah, the last last weekend's time trials and races went really well Good. and um yeah if anything what i found with that was like hardest was like the discipline to keep pushing and making time throughout the whole course um like where i think like for me it doesn't take me a lot of races to get into like race shape it's more like it takes me a couple of races to get into like race mindset and being able to like focus instead of focusing for like three minute blocks and then like I don't know, like kind of daydreaming for a few minutes and then refocusing like later on in the season, I feel like I can focus for 40 minutes straight and search for seconds throughout the whole course. Sounds great though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Last COVID question. Do you have any advice for any Nordic ski racers who might've contracted COVID-19? I know of a few and they're really struggling. Yeah, my, I guess my biggest advice is like, Kind of what Flora said, like there's there's a lot more to lose than gain by like jumping back into hard training too quickly, like like especially in this season where there's not a lot of pressure to like people understand and will like respect your decision to like delay racing or delay training a couple extra weeks. So yeah, my advice is just to take it like. If you feel ready to train this week, maybe train next week. And when you feel ready to do intervals this week, wait, do them next week. You know, like, like every time you feel ready to do something, just give it a few more days just to be careful. Like you, you got nothing to lose by being conservative right now. Cool. So you obviously watched the tour day ski and watched Jesse Diggins win the women's race. Rosie Brennan finishing the podium a few times. And Gus mm -hmm. Shoemaker finished second in the U23s. And 18 overall with eighth, 14th, and 15 place stage finishes. 
What are your thoughts on the recent U.S. ski team successes? I bet you were anxious to join them and get back to racing. Yeah, it's so awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, I can't. I wouldn't. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't like envious or wishing I was there to, you know, share in that. But yeah, to to be home and be able to watch that was so sweet. And um, I don't know. I guess the success is just you know the fact that like everyone's been working really hard consistently for so many years and I feel like it's just paying off you know like yeah like in you know I don't know firsthand what Jesse's doing but you know Rosie Brennan I since joining APU in 2008 she's just been grinding away and training really hard and consistently and it's really cool to see that at age like 32 she's really you know finding that next gear and um and then Gus, it's like, you know, I feel like it, we wouldn't, no one would say it's surprising, you know, like we, we, um, we were all optimistic that he would just get on the world cup and start doing really well <laughs> right off the bat. So it's cool. And I'm excited. Like, I hope I get to spend time over here for several weeks and have like the camaraderie and like, you know, the guys team is really deep again this year. So, um, yeah, that's like all I was hoping for last season, but you know, with injuries and different illnesses and stuff, like the guys were kind of in and out a lot. And uh, this year they seem just so strong and steady. It's awesome. Cool. So the upcoming World Cup schedule up to the World Championships is as follows. Lati has a skiathlon, 15K, 15K, and a relay. Then Falun has a 15K skate, a 15K classic fast start, and a classic sprint. <clears throat> then Orisa Ham has a skate sprint and a team sprint. Finally, Nova Mesto has a classic sprint and a 15K skate. I'm sure your goal is to qualify for world championships and race all the distance world cups between now and then. Are you planning on racing any sprints also? No, no sprint starts for me. So you're going to race the Lati Skiathlon and the relay. Falun, you probably do at least the two distance races. Mm -hmm. um, are you going to go to Orisaham or, or are you planning on staying somewhere else during that period? Um, no, I would, I don't think I'd go to Orisaham. And uh, if I was selected to World Champs and Nova Mesto, then I imagine um, like Chris Grover will set up some kind of, some kind of training camp somewhere for the distance skiers to go for that Olerserham weekend. And, um, and then ideally like I'll be pushing to try to get starts in Nova Mesto before world champs, um, assuming I'm on that track. So cool. Yeah. But no sprints for me. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'd love to, to maybe check in with you again in a, in a few weeks, see how things went, see how you're feeling and, just kind of get an update from you. Does that work for you? I hope. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. David, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. These podcasts have had a lot of interest and I'm sure people are really interested to kind of get this update from you and connect with you. There are a, lot, a ton of people who wish you well, as you know, here's to putting COVID-19 days behind you and do some great races in the near future. Good luck. Thanks. I appreciate it.